0: What's up, everyone? My name is Mel, and I'm your host over here at the Compulsory Gymnastics Connection. This is a podcast all about women's gymnastics levels one through five. We are going to talk about gymnastics experiences, non gymnastics experiences, how those things shape and play into how we coach. We're going to go over day to day shop talk really getting into how on earth we actually make it happen and we get it done. And lastly, how to keep it fun because let's be honest, gymnastics is fun. I really hope that you are going to enjoy this just as much as I am. So let's get started. All right, you guys, I am so excited for today's episode. I am with Lisa Mitzel, and she is the founder and president of a company called Zen Tiger Mind, and she has developed what's called the Mental Power Station, and the Mental Power Station is intended to help kids manage challenges and to be more resilient when times are tough, And this is kind of piggybacking off of the episode where I talked about how we do mental training or how I execute mental training. Um, And I connected with Lisa and she is doing such wonderful things. She is very, very accomplished. And I'm going to let her tell you, you know, all about those things and um, her gymnastics experience um, that led to kind of this culmination in this mental Power station. And I have been so impressed with how thoughtfully this practice with the mental power station was created. Um, the level of detail and care that has gone into creating this tool is something that blows my mind. Um, honestly, uh, you know, I am somebody who I just get an idea and I just roll with it. Um, and I'm just going to go and I'm going to try it. And, you know, I think for some people that's, that's how they roll and that's how they figure things out. Um, but Lisa has really taken the time and the energy and the experience, uh, you know, from herself and from others to really hone in on something that I think is going to be so transformational. Um, and so we're going to go over kind of that. We're going to go over some basics of how to teach kids how to visualize and what coaches can do to integrate even if um, your gym is not necessarily aligned with, with kind of that at this point. Um, and then we're going to talk, we're going to also integrate into the importance of, of turning inward for gymnasts, um, especially and learning how to trust themselves, which is, you know, I don't necessarily think specific to gymnasts because I think we all need to do that, um, at some point or another. And if we can start to teach them at these younger ages, what we can do to trust and listen to themselves, um, I think that's again, going to be super transformational. So, um, and then we're going to go over a, bunch of upcoming things that she has going on where you can find her um, and, and all of the resources that we talk about in this episode. So stay tuned all the way to the end. You guys, I'm really excited about this conversation and I hope you enjoy this episode. Hello.
1: Hello. Good morning.
0: Good morning. How are we doing today? Oh, can we hear me?
1: Now I can hear you.
0: Ah, there we are. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Welcome. I'm so happy that you're here, Lisa.
1: Thank you, (laughs) Mel. I'm thrilled to be here.
0: I kind of love how this happened. Um because I I was recording your intro a little bit before we hopped on here and I have just been so impressed with um, the amount of care and thought and intention that has gone behind Zen Tiger mind Um, Mm. and, and everything that you are about and how I do things is different, which is totally fine. But you know, I just get some sort of, like, idea, and I just, like, snap into it. So I was like, oh, I should just tag these people on Instagram. And then, <laughs> and now, you know, now you and I have this connection um, that that kind of organically happened from that. But, like, that, for you know, for me was just kind of like, yeah, sure, why not, you know? Yeah. Um, and so it, it's been very cool, and I'm so glad that we were able to, to connect in that way and then have a couple really, you know, good conversations. So I'm excited yeah. to expand upon them here
1: yeah i equal you know i just uh, it's so funny because after region one congress in san jose uh just at the end of august you know i had just launched zen tiger mind and you know we're just kind of you know getting our wheels rolling and then to see somebody tag zen tiger mind i was like (gasps) Hello. (laughs) And uh, and then just learning about the compulsory gymnastics connection um, that you are speaking to level one through five coaches and how to develop these children. I just thought, oh, I really want to support this. And of course, I listened to several of your episodes and and just felt your heart and uh, just clicked into your desire to be very intelligent and intentional about uh, your work, and so, um, and especially to, you know, get the voices and provide information and education for coaches out there. I am just thrilled. I'm thrilled what you're doing, and I'm really happy and honored to be here.
0: Thank you. I'm I, like I said, I'm so excited. I and I say excited a lot, but I'm genuinely <laughs> very excited. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, look, if we're, you're ready, we can dive in.
1: Yeah, let's dive.
0: Cool. All right. So I want to start with, um, your gymnastics experience because when, when, you know, we had had a conversation previously, you had talked about, um, that you had an experience of mental block and losing your skills and, and what it took to kind of regain those skills and, um, how long that process was. And you working with some sports psychologists, you know, you were fortunate enough to to kind of have that resource when maybe not everybody did. Um, so so tell me about that and how that kind of led you to this process of Zen Tiger Mind. Yeah.
1: Uh, so it was back in 1979 so of course many years ago and nobody knew what sports psychology was uh, I surely did not know I was 15 and I had already competed two years of what was called class one back then which is level 10 now and um, I had placed uh, pretty high up in the country at, at 14 years old and so ready to go elite which was my dream and desire and And anyway, training double backs and soukfels and triple twists and all kinds of, you know, pretty big skills for that time. And uh, one day I went for double back and got lost in the air, uh, which many of it's, you know, Simone Biles of Twisties, uh, uh, circa 1979. (laughs) And... um, and yeah, so I had a really bad crash uh, on the back of my head and my knee slugged me and knocked me out. And so like many gymnasts and many aerial sport athletes is uh, you, there's confusion in the air. There's um, panic. Uh, you know, I opened up early because I didn't know what, where I was. And uh, so you react to it. And then of course, the very painful crash and, uh, and the whole thing, just reliving it, of course, is very, very scary. And this is what triggers a lot of kids today. Uh, and so I had that personal experience. And what I ended up um, going through was an acute um, kind of an amnesia. So it was a reaction. My brain reacted to uh, the confusion and the panic and uh, the pain and the fear and and uh, I just developed uh, a mental block that went beyond uh, just double backs or tumbling backwards. It, it just went, it kind of was like a disease and infected every uh, event. And uh, so I lost about 70% of my skills. And after about a month of crying and my coaches not knowing what to do, um, voila, the universe provided. Um, I was going to quit. And... My mom talked to my coach, and, and uh, then a coach nearby at Cal State Fullerton, Lynn Rogers, they had worked with a sports psychologist that year in 1979, and they were uh, the collegiate national champions that year. And um, that was Dr. Ken Revisa. So I was his youngest client at the time. He had only worked with college age and older, and he taught meditation and yoga at Cal State Fullerton. And a lot of athletes took his class. So this was like a very academic setting for me to go to Cal State Fullerton University and to be able to train with him and get the assistance of Lynn Rogers, a college coach. So all of a sudden, it was one-on-one. I didn't, it wasn't in a group. It wasn't just once a week. I went twice a week and I didn't just go for one hour. I trained for two hours, twice a week. So it was very intensive, and I accumulated almost 12 weeks and over 40 hours of one-on-one sports psychology training, mental training. And uh, it didn't fix me, but what it did is it gave me the tools, and it taught me how to slow down. And this is what has led me to Zen Tiger Mind, and I can even go through some other phases of my life i was a gymnastics coach for many years as a club coach a college coach at stanford university i always integrated mental training Um, but after that time with dr ken revisa i still uh, you know felt fear at times i still had mental blocks at times but i learned not to panic i learned how to breathe how to slow down how to trust my body And then I was successful. Within six months of that training, uh, I was a two-time national champion. I was a level 10 beam and all-around champion, which never would have happened (laughs) without, you know, learning those mental skills. And um, so I did go elite the next two years. I was at Championships of the USA and, you know, almost uh, went to world championship trials and, you know, was kind of on the cusp. Uh, but then I went to college, and I was on at the University of Utah. And we had another sports psychologist, Dr. Keith Henschen, and Hench, as we love to call him, uh, was our guru. And uh, we practiced every week, and often multiple days a week with him, uh, and lying down in the gym. And this is back in 1982, 83. This is way ahead of the time, right? Uh, and uh, learning how to go inward, how to slow down, how to completely release the tension in your body. And uh, we were, long story short, we were uh, NCAA champs all four of my years at the University of Utah. And Greg Marsden was, you know, quite genius for. Uh, taking that chance and integrating because a lot of coaches, and I understand it, I, I've coached, and we want to be productive and we don't want to take away time uh, from the events to do mental training. So that has led me to let, uh, Zen Tiger Mind in integrating in little intermittent periods of time, whether it's 10 seconds, 30 seconds, one minute in between turns uh, as you prepare for an event, uh, whether you do it as an individual, whether you do it as a group and maybe you take 10 or 15 minutes as a group, uh, but you are integrating these mental exercises. And that's the innovation that I wanna talk about mostly today is how we as coaches, how we as a community can really develop these wonderful, healthy mental health uh, practices and build their confidence because it is magical mel it really is
0: <laughs> absolutely and i think that something that you you touched on here is it's it's a tool and and the more tools that we have in our toolbox as coaches or as gymnasts the more successful we're going to be able to be but we're also you also said it's a skill yeah Skill That we have to practice. It's, it's just like our back walk over on beam, you know, or whatever skill it is. If we don't break it down and practice it, then, you know, what are we doing? So, so that's why I'm really excited for for you to come in and help us help us break that down and in in the basics of, of the visualization and, and things like that. So, um, so yeah, as a reminder, it is a skill and this is a tool for your toolbox. And if we as coaches can get as many tools in our toolbox as we can, um, we're going to see massive shift. Yes.
1: And I think, you know, historically and traditionally, we have done an excellent job at uh, learning the tools for physical improvement, and yet it is the mind that you know guides the body that directs uh, the arms and the hands and uh, the shapes and so in order for your body to do that your mind needs to be focused and in order for your mind to be focused your mind needs to be clear of anxiety confusion worry stress etc and so it all works together
0: Awesome, okay. so I, I just I love it. Um, Let's <laughs> <so laughs> migrate into, um, you know, your your the way that you teach um visualization, um and then and then also how to teach these kids or help them learn how to turn inward and learn how to trust themselves. And then, you know, yeah. by calming themselves, doing that, and then visualizing. It's not, you know, to me, I'm, I'm saying it out loud, and it feels like what came first, the chicken or the egg, right? right? A little bit more them being able to turn inward first in order to have a clear, you know, visualization of the physical skill. Is that correct? Yes, yes, yeah, yes. So uh,
1: once they're practiced, once uh, an individual has trained for a period of time, uh, they will be able to visualize without uh, having to go through these real calming steps. They'll. Uh, it's sort of like uh, an elite level athlete who's trained in sports psychology for years and right there on the spot in a competition in the heat of the moment they'll be able to just and drop the tension, right? And they'll be able to do it that quickly and they'll be able to see like the finished product, what they want their body to do uh, very clearly. Right. And even viscerally, they'll be able to feel their muscles uh, responding and firing in the way that they want. So it does take practice and it does start with getting very calm uh, I just want to say that for every coach out there, especially, uh, but even for parents too, uh, all of us here who are supporting every child in their development, just remember that their brain is developing, and it will not be fully developed until their late twenties. And. So when we talk to them, and even though we speak English and they speak English, (laughs) the messages don't always uh, sink in the way that we want them to. So that's why repetition, repetition, repetition is so important. And our patience, right? (sighs) Having our own calm energy, that is what's going to start it. So Mel, when you ask me, you know, about... Can you tell us about how going inward works and also you know, then leading the, into visualization? So it starts with our own energy as the adult and really approaching them without our angst or feeling the pressure of a competition coming up, which is very normal, right? Uh, so it's being conscientious and very mindful uh, of how am I approaching this child or this group And okay, so we are going to practice uh, going inward with our thoughts and our emotions. And it starts with very simple, especially for the littles, is even just saying, I want to be peaceful, right? I want to feel peaceful. I want to feel calm. And talking about feelings, that actually probably is even beforehand, but they kind of go hand in hand, right? Is you practice identifying a calming feeling Um, and with Zen Tiger Mind and what we're putting out there as far as equipment and products is exactly these types of words and exercises. So you start with, I want to feel peaceful. And then we teach them how to inhale four counts through their nose and hold it. And then exhale, blowing out the mouth four counts. And so we just teach that very basic breathing technique. And we get them to close their eyes and actually feel the air going in and holding it and feel the air and the breath going out. And so as we're getting them in tune with that, they start to actually go, oh, wow, I like this. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh, I feel calmer. So it can be almost instantaneous, uh, as you know, in a gymnastics club and all the noise and the activity going on. There are many distractions. So my highest recommendation is if you can do it at a less trafficy, less noisy time in the gym, if you can sit the group down. Uh, and maybe move away a little bit to a quieter space in the gym, if that's at all possible. You want to introduce this in a way that they're going to receive it. So I don't know. How does that sound so far, Mel?
0: <laughs> it sounds great, and it's very interesting. Um, when you're when you literally just physically went through the breathing, mm. I calmed down instantly. I'm <laughs> doing it on the other end over here, so I hope everybody else did the same. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, even just, even just that. So, um, and I'm, I'm thinking of, you know, what happens at at our gym, we have two facilities and one is significantly busier than the other at this point. Um, and I even just noticing that when, when I take my team girls over to the other gym and there's less going on and it's quieter, um, there's so much more focus and calm even just in in that not even you know it's an energetic thing right um so it's not why we haven't done anything different we're doing the same drills we're doing you know but the focus and the intention and the clarity in those quiet moments um which like you were saying it's not always quiet and it's not always going to be quiet so if we can you know do something to create Some quiet, even if it's just within our own selves or our own groups or whatnot. I think that's amazing.
1: Yeah. uh, I like how you kind of gave that contrast between the gyms, Uh, but really it's just a space. So, Mm -hmm. for just a moment uh, for all of our listeners, I mean, think about when you go out to the country or out to uh, the ocean. And it's not a touristy area. <laughs> uh, but it's a very calm, peaceful space, maybe up in the mountains in the forest, we had a lake, you know, and you think about just the air and the stillness and the birds and the quiet and how you feel in that space. And then you take yourself to a busy city, whether that's, you know, LA, San Francisco, New York, or just your own busy downtown area with all the cars and you know, the shops. And there's a different energy there. There's a different feeling there. It's almost like being on task or connecting with people or accomplishing something. So it's a completely different experience in these two different spaces. If you're at a gym and you have, whether it's a meeting room or a dance room or some other kind of space that may doesn't have the high traffic and noise as it does in the gymnastics area. Maybe you can do some breathing and relaxing there and then say, okay, kids, we are now going to go in the gym, bring this calm energy that is inside of you, right? Because it is inside of you. There's peace and calm inside of every person and bring that with you. And that's what we can teach them is that, the environment can lead you to be able to experience more of that mental space to feel calm. But then it's you know it's experiencing that, thinking of that, imagining that. So that that takes me to the first type of visualization that I do with uh, when I'm introducing visualization, especially with kids, but even with adults, is I say, imagine a safe, quiet place what would be a place that whether you've been there physically or you want to go there or it's a fantasy <laughs> it's some place that you imagine right
0: mm-hmm. but it's a
1: safe quiet peaceful place what it what is there a lot of kids will say oh it's my bedroom with my pillows and blankets and my stuffed animals i'll say oh what color is your bed well i have purple and pink and you know, and so now they're seeing it, okay? And they're imagining being there. I go, are your blankets cuddly and soft and fuzzy? And they say, oh, yes, I love it. Or maybe somebody's holding their pet cat or a rabbit or, or cuddling with their dog. Maybe that's a safe, peaceful place. So then I say, okay, close your eyes and let's take some deep breaths. And I an inhale. Inhale. Hold it and blow out. Bring your shoulders down, your hands are relaxed, and imagine that you are in your safe, peaceful place. And so we just do that as a short exercise, and now we're teaching them to go inward instead of being in tune with the external. Now we're going into the internal. And when the children learn this and experience it, they like it. (laughs) They actually love it. And they're just like, oh, yeah, I could see this. And I love that. And they feel different. They feel almost soothed. And this is how they are now in control instead of us because they are going inward and they're having their own thought, their own image, their own personal space, what they think there, what they feel there. And that can lead us next to doing gymnastics in their mind. When your body goes to a peaceful, safe place, then you're more relaxed and your mind is more open to be able to then visualize very accurately and to be able to see things clearly. So what I start with is a simple, simple skill like a a handstand step-down. And that's what we do in Focused and on Fire, my first book, and that's um, Focused and on Fire, the uh, Athlete's Guide to Mental Training and Kicking Butt. (laughs) Many people have that and kids love it. And that teaches you how, it's a good title, huh? (laughs) Um, And that teaches you how to break down a skill into parts. And so, for instance, for the handstand step down, I have six positions. Prepare, which usually they have their arms up and they have their one leg extended out in front with their toe pointed. And second position is a lever. Third position is kicking up and hitting the handstand position. And the fourth position is split on top. Fifth position is back down to the lever as they step out. And then the final position would be a finish, whether that's a lunge or two feet together. And uh, when they learn how to break it down into parts, then they're focusing on the details of each position. I say, where are your thumbs when you're in your prepare position? Okay, are they facing each other? Are they in the back? Are they, you know, what are your hands doing? Where are your thumbs? And all of a sudden, their attention goes to that detail of their hands above their head, and then okay, feel your feet on the floor, the weight of your body on the carpet. Okay, feel your knees locked out, feel your tummy held in. So I take them through different body parts to get their brain. to now pay attention to what they feel and the position that they're in. And then I also talk about what they see out of their eyes. Do you see a wall in front of you? What color is the wall? Do you see the floor or the carpet beneath you? What color is that? Are you standing on a line? Um, And then it's when they kick up to the handstand, do you see your hands on the floor? And then et cetera, et cetera. What do you see in each position? When they know what they see, that grounds them, their brain, into feeling safe. I know where I am. Because as human beings, we are very visual creatures. Uh, when we see something that makes us feel safe, uh, then our whole bodies relax our brain say oh yeah this is familiar I feel good if it's a surprise (laughs) oh I didn't know that now the brain is like what was that uh so we want to make sure that we ground them uh in what they see and feel in each position
0: awesome yeah I think that the 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 physical seeing right or the visualizing of the seeing um for me is not necessarily something that I've Integrated. Um, I've really tried to get them inside of their body, right? Which is important. But if they can literally see what they need to see, then you're right. They're gonna they're gonna feel safe and in control. And if they feel safe and in control, then they're gonna build the confidence to to do it. Yes, and you, they
1: your brain then will from what they see, the brain now guides their body from position to position in a sequence. So uh, for instance, if I uh, imagine walking through my front door, then I know I see the living room and the couch and uh, the bookshelf, and then I turn right, and then I see the hallway and the one bedrooms to the right, the bathrooms to the left. Like my brain, if I know what I see, then it guides me to where I want to go. Uh, If your brain uh, is firing and because uh, the eyes are seeing uh, the ceiling when I jump up, you know, for a back handspring, it's going to go by very quickly. But what what is that ceiling like? Is it silver with lights? Uh, I've heard I talk to many gymnasts because I'm coaching gymnasts daily in uh, mental training. And I'll ask them, what do you, what's the ceiling look like? And there's all different kinds of ceilings out there. (laughs) And uh, that helps them to realize that they're going to see the floor. Then they jump to back handspring. For instance, many kids are, have nervousness going backwards on beam, uh, whether it's a back walkover, back handspring, as you know, uh, or even for connecting for series. And so I ground them in moment to moment what they're going to see and feel. And this is a game changer.
0: And you do that. I remember you saying you do that slow motion first.
1: Mm.
0: <laughs> go in real time, not doing the back handspring in real time. You're doing it piece by piece, slowly. Yes. So
1: what what I learned, and this is especially Mel for the kids who are having fear, uh, mental blocks, nervousness, anxiety about going backwards. But even for the kids that are not having any problems with it, the more that we can map it out for the brain, uh, the better they're going to quickly advance just like we know they can. We see their skills, we see their talent, we see their ability and their desire. So uh, we want them to have the ability to map out every skill. So if they're starting with level you know, one, two, three, and they're really just understanding their own physical movement, as they advance to level four, five and onward, they're going to be doing much more difficult skills And especially in optional is correct. So we want them to have that ability to break down a skill, slow it down and know each position. Uh, If you coaches out there are talking about Tkacheps and blind changes and bails and all kinds of fun skills on bars, that moves quite fast. And so when I'm, I'm working with level 10 and gymnasts that are, you know, having trouble with packs, um, and they want to connect all different kinds of things, they need to map it out in their brain first. So if they hold a, a position for two counts, exactly what I talked about with the handstand step down, prepare, hold it, one, two, lever, hold it, one, two, handstand, Hold it. One, two, and so on. And as they're holding each position, their brain is paying close attention to what they see, what their eyes see and what they feel with their body position. I feel my elbows locked out. I feel my shoulders pushed tight. I feel my butt squeezed. I feel my legs and my feet tight and pointed, uh, they're going to pay close attention to what they're doing with their feeling with their muscles and their body in each position and what they see. And then they like an architect, uh, you know, has drawn a building uh, they have mapped each position in their mind and created that. And we call it mental choreography. Uh, I like the word map, but Hey, anything works, anything works. And, It's really teaching them to slow it down so that their brain can process it. Remember, remember, they're just kids. Even teenagers, their minds are not there yet. Their their brains are going to develop for 10 more years. So uh, we want to slow it down. And then that helps them to feel safe and in control. And feeling safe and in control is allowing them to master it.
0: I mean, that's everything, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. Allowing them to feel safe and in control is literally everything. And I think that another point, I don't know if you, I think you touched on it already, but it's, it's this is not something that is only for people who are already having problems. Mm. This is, this is, these are things and tools that, Every single person, um, whether, you know, like obviously I work with with team athletes, but, you know, rec kids have fears too. preschoolers are nervous to do their forward roles. You know, uh, you know, I've encountered a couple kids who, you know, backwards, right? We just talked about backwards, like getting them comfortable going and be able to break it down like that proactively before there's ever a, a quote-unquote situation uh, is so, so important because if you're they're having a problem it's already it's it's gone too far and you you have to you have to step back but if you've, you've already done that and and you know I think maybe it's a smaller step back to to re gain that Feeling of calm and control. Does that make sense? Yes. Well,
1: yes. And you said the buzzword right there proactive. Uh, You know, in this era uh, of gymnastics and sports in general, is, you know, are we all aligning with positive, healthy coaching to develop these kids, especially post COVID and uh, with, you know, all the you know, issues that have gone on with abuse in sports. And so what we really want to do is not be reactive and not be afraid for our jobs and, and not feel confused at, you know, what, what do I do? What do I say? But in coaching, we are here to develop the kids as well as give them the opportunity to have success. And that's, to me, that the being proactive is teaching them about themselves instead of saying, just trust me, I'm the coach. And so what I really, really love about every coach out there who is so passionate about gymnastics and and really takes seriously the development of each child is when they get on the child's level and when they get down on their knee and they look in their eye and they say, hey, how are you feeling today? Because they noticed that maybe they were hesitating. Maybe they noticed that they're distracted or they're a little extra jittery or shaky, or maybe they stepped back more and they're quiet and they're not as engaged today, right? So it's really being in tune with the kids and being proactive for every child because we we can see a broken bone usually, (laughs) but you can't always see uh, what they're thinking and feeling inside. You can't see that usually. So we're guessing. And so we need to put it in a role of partnership that we are partnering with the kids, that we're being proactive and we're teaching them how to manage themselves, how to feel safe. You can do that. You know, if you don't feel good today, that's all right. Take a step back. Here are some options. Or you can say, Do you have an option? Do you have another idea? Okay. The more that we help them lead themselves, that's when they're going to be more motivated. That's when they're going to feel more in charge. That's when they feel like they can go out and compete. So, uh, you know, it, it is still this transition that we're in, but I'm hearing that it's much more of a common conversation That, you know, mental health, uh, wellness, uh, integrating some type of sports psych in gyms is much more common today than it was even five years ago.
0: I agree. I agree. And I'm like, it makes me really, really happy to, to kind of be, be a part of that and be a part of the, the general shifting of the framework of what it is to, you know, and it's not just you're a gymnast, but you're you're a human at first. Um and that that part of you is important, more important than you as an athlete or a gymnast and and that is you know, it's it's great. It's a great mechanism and it's a great medium for teaching. Um and I think you know, I think sometimes I'm- It is hard as coaches, um, especially I will say mm, the start of my coaching career, probably eight to eight to ten years ago, like us having to know and, and be the ultimate, let's let's say power, right? Like we needed to do this and we are in charge of all this, versus now being able to um I won't say delegate, but not having all the answers like it's okay that we don't have all the answers and it's okay that we refer out to other people that are experts right that have gone and studied and done these things and researched and and all of these things so that they can help guide us to give give us a little bit of knowledge um but you know if there's a real need for something then we have the opportunity i don't think those you know those resources have not been widely available and even for sports psychology the resources that have been available in my experience are just like one-on-one sessions right here you can talk to this person or or, you know or group sessions with your gym and what you've done is kind of taken you you know what you say you can have a group session or you can have a one-on-one but it's a tactile physical thing that is in the gym Yes. (laughs) Yeah. This is the
1: innovation uh, that, you know, came to me sort of a light bulb moment Uh, as a mental training and mental health coach. You know, I'm like many people out there who are providing a service and whether somebody else has a curriculum, uh, I have curriculum, I have books, Uh, You know, I do clinics, a lot of the sports site people or mental training coaches out there uh, have a similar approach, right? Um, There's online services, I'm coaching every day. But I'm one I want to empower, I want to give the gifts of magic (laughs) away. I want you guys to have the tools every single day. I mean, when we have like Sports Psych Friday, that's wonderful. Yay, bravo. But on the other days, we have the tools here in the gym. We have the mental power station. We have Zen, Aura, Athena, and Oz. And look, these are the exercises right here. And then so you in between turns, you can go up. These are just for our listeners. These are four yoga mats. They're small versions. They're professionally designed with artwork, uh, sports psychology language that is very powerful. They each have a theme. And so Zen is breathe and relax. And that takes you through these breathing and relaxing exercises, which I was repeating earlier. Uh, breathe in, feel the air go in, and it t- it counts it out one, two, three, four. It teaches the kids, and it gives the coaches the tools. So if you have you're on bars or beam or floor, or, you know one of the events, and uh, and one of the kids are struggling, do this for thirty seconds. Go over to this physical station where these mats are, or they have Velcro on the back. You can pull them off the wall because these mats can stick to the wall, but you can pull it off and take it over to floor, take it over to beam. And in between turns, nobody has to have a problem. Now, when you say at a competition, just relax, everything will be fine. They'll be like, oh yes, I've been practicing how to get calm and relax. (laughs) I now know how to do it because... Zen gave me the steps. I breathe in, one, two, three, four. I hold it, I breathe out. My hands are heavy, my shoulders are down, I am relaxed. Right. I'm imagining my safe, peaceful place. We're giving them actual steps. And so they need to practice it. If we just keep going with just you know maybe once a week, that's helpful. But we need to do this every day. And then aura is positive self-talk. And it says, uh, my mind and body work together. I am strong inside and out. I will achieve my goals. (laughs) I have to tell you, Mel, I actually uh, was going to post something this morning. And I saw on Instagram that California Sports Center here in San Jose posted uh, one of their little girls, uh, gymnasts in the gym during practice, using the Zen mat and she was at the wall, pointing her finger, touching her finger on the mat and saying the words, smile and slowly say, I am calm, I'm in control, I am safe and she turns and smiles. And I was like, and I almost started crying because I just thought she's like maybe seven and she is practicing. She's reading it out loud. She hears her own voice. And this is exactly what is going to build their confidence, their ability to go inward, and their ability to trust
0: themselves. That just gave me chills. (laughs) (laughs) That is awesome. And, you know, I think that... I, I have previously used statements, um, mm-hmm. and this was something that I had integrated previously and have not integrated it into this club that I'm currently at, but I would make them stand in I call it the Wonder Woman pose, right? <laughs> right. hands on your hips, really strong stance, um, yeah. or before, before a meet, and they would have to say it out loud, I am strong, I am powerful, I am fierce. I am. Yes. Powerful. I am fierce. um, And but we didn't have anything. I, I'm I guess I'm just a physical or a tactile person, you know, which I'm sure many of us are. It's like it's one of those things. It's like out of sight, out of mind. Right. Yes. I that. And at some point I integrated that. At some point I forgot about that and I haven't reintegrated it.
1: You know, I've, that's what I've heard so many times. And, you know, it's, it's a product of society and that we're just busy and we've got things to do. And as I said, we're visual creatures. And so we go into the gym, we see the equipment, we see the kids, let's get to work. Yep. And so that was one of my light bulb moments is I was at a gym giving a clinic and I actually was doing a parent seminar and the parents were raising their hands, asking questions. And they said, You know, my daughter is so nervous, she, she just falls apart when she gets to the meet, she's fine at the gym, but (laughs) that, and so I had previously, before I started the seminar, I saw something on the wall nearby and it was scores, meet scores from like a state meet. And it had every single competitor and everybody in the gym who was on that level, uh, all of their scores and it was on the wall and so I stood there in front of the parents and I said okay who here writes down scores your daughter's scores at the meets and they all it was like 40 to 50 parents they all raised their hand and I said uh-huh and who talks about scores with your gymnasts And they all raised their hand. And uh, even coaches were kind of huddled nearby listening in and they raised their hand too. (laughs) One maybe kind of sheepishly dropped it. And uh, I said, so what we're doing is we're emphasizing achievement. And of course, that's natural in sports. It's fun. Heck, I want to win. I'm a winner. I'm, I'm driven. But we need both. And when you go into a gymnastics club, you see equipment, and you see the kids. And the equipment means hard work. And you see trophies, banners, you see uh, logos of college colleges where kids are getting scholarships. You know, all of this means hard work and achieve. Hard work and achieve, right? Mm-hmm. So where on the wall does it say, "Slow down, get calm"? take a breath. Where on the wall does it say, be patient. It's okay to struggle. Okay. It's okay to feel afraid. Where does it say that? And where are the exercises for the kids to help them on a daily basis? Because they know they're going to the gym and they know that they have to work hard, right? Because that's gymnastics. You have to work hard. (laughs) So Where does it say in their mind that they're going to see equipment there that's going to help them through the hard work and be able to be that was the light bulb moment. And I'm just so grateful for people being open and embracing this because the mental power station and this equipment and these mental exercises are innovative. And this is what I'm really just thrilled to share with everybody who is curious for every coach who is aligning themselves with integrating positive and healthy coaching into this hard work.
0: Yeah. It's so, uh, it's so transformation. It's so, it's such an important thing what you're doing. And I hope that um, even if, you know, you don't physically purchase the mental power station, which you totally should. Um, (laughs) Even if you don't, you know, like look into it and check, check yourself and see where you can integrate any of this or find resources that do give you things like this to, to help. And and it doesn't matter the age. It does not matter the age of the kid. You you can find a way to integrate mental training, mental health, and mental wellness into any age group that you have. Um, and so I'm bravo. I'm just I'm just so thrilled. Well, oh, thank you so
1: much. Ooh. Bravo, okay. Bravo. <laughs> well. It, you know, my final note is, uh, for anybody who's sciency out there is that this is science based that psychology, positive psychology, child psychology, the development of the brain that when these children and teenagers, when they are facing challenges, you know, how they perceive it, uh, as you know, if they get nervous, there's excited, nervous, like, uh, it's it's new i want to get this skill it's a little risky but i think i can do it and then there's the scared nervous okay i i'm going to crash i don't want to get hurt my coach will get mad if i don't do it i've even had gymnasts tell me before they go for a pass and this was in a mental training uh, session they said uh, i said what are you thinking before you go they said i'm going to die <laughs> and i was like Is that helpful? (laughs) It's not. And it really is scary. And so at that point, they're not producing adrenaline to help them. Mm -hmm. Now they're secreting cortisol in their body, which is a fight or flight. That is fear. And this, yes. And it is completely distracting them from their ability to focus and do gymnastics safely and so i think you know there's the physical safety i think that the intermittent mental exercises can actually help prevent injuries i think it can help them be more in tune with themselves and so in that way coach and athlete are working in partnership to be successful safe and develop them so it's just got so many different positives and benefits and thank you so so much for having me on your show go
0: compulsory gymnastics connection <laughs> thank you thank you for coming on and i know that i'm sure there are people out there that um want more
1: um, mm-hmm. so yeah
0: can you let us know um you know i know you have a lot of upcoming things and you know what's going on with you where can people find you um thank you. And connect- and soak up all the goodness. Thank you. Well,
1: as fast as this Sunday, I, I think I'm going to see you mm-hmm. at the Masterpiece Classic. So, for all the coaches and gyms and gymnasts and parents, I'll be there at Liberty Gymnastics in Concord this Sunday uh, with Zen Tiger Mind. We're going to have a booth and we're going to do a big giveaway. And we also have a special sale that day. So come by the booth, uh, check us out. And then on next, let me see, two weeks, Thursday, November 3rd, uh, I'm doing a Zoom clinic uh, with Yuka Segura, and she is with Level Up Neuro. And we are going to talk to coaches in particular, but parents, you can join too. Uh, And so I'm going to be announcing that. Uh, Go to my Website. I'm updating that in the next couple days, uh, but please come and join the clinic and you can find everything, all the announcements on my social media. So go to uh, Mitzel underscore coach. Uh, that's my personal business, my consulting business and Zen Tiger Mind uh, on IG, Facebook and TikTok. Uh, if you want my books, you can go to LisaMitzel.com. Uh, And you can also learn more about Zen Tiger Mind at zentigermind.com. Lots of exciting things are happening. I am super excited to support every coach and club who is really developing their staff and their approaches. And Mel, you are a voice. You are a leader. Thank you so much.
0: Well, thank you, and I look forward to seeing you on Sunday, and all of the, like, there's just so much good stuff coming, coming that way, like, the op- <laughs> and I didn't know you had a TikTok, which, like, I don't Well, I don't we, just, we, we just, we
1: <laughs> just, we got a hot new marketing group, so they just started it um, in the last week, so, yeah, Zen Tiger Mind. And uh we're gonna be partnering with uh an equipment company soon, and maybe a leotard company uh our animal characters, Zen, the tiger, aura, the orangutan, Athena, the owl, and Oz the orca uh they are fun, and hopefully you guys will see them everywhere.
0: Now <laughs> oh, Zen's my favorite. he's a cutie <laughs> <laughs> Very powerful Well <laughs> tiger so. Um, Yeah, you guys go check it out. Lisa, thank you so much for um, giving us your time and giving us some tools and tips and resources and and everything that you're doing. Um, I really, really appreciate it.
1: Thank you, Mel. Uh, You're in my heart. And uh, for every coach out there, I'm sending you positive vibes Every day, let's do it all together. We're, we're all in it together, right? <laughs>
0: yep, and we, and we got it. We got this. We can do it. We've got it. <laughs> right. All right. Uh, Lisa, I will talk to you soon and see you on Sunday. Okay. Bye, everybody. Bye. And that's all I've got for you guys today. I am, like I said, I'm so excited to be bringing this to you guys. And I would love your feedback. If there's something in this episode that really resonated with you, please let me know. Um, If there's something that you want to hear more of, shout it out. If there's something that you are like, I could have totally done without that story or that background or whatever that information is, let me know that. This is obviously... Um, a new endeavor and we're figuring out what this is going to look like moving forward. So I want to hear all the feedback and what, what you want to hear and what you don't want to hear. So if you are somebody who wants to talk to me and wants to share your experience and you feel like you have something to say, don't hesitate to reach out to me Um You can DM us on our Instagram, which is at Compulsory Gymnastics Connection, or shoot me an email at compulsorygymnasticsconnection at gmail.com, and we can connect. I would love, love, love to get as many voices heard as I can.